gonna be poor. Mm. They're gonna be nowhere near the playoffs. No. And with the defense that they've got, with the offensive weapons they've got, with the guy controlling it, they shouldn't be in that situation. Mm. <laughs> It's week one, people. We're back with NFL football. And it's been a very, very odd week, but there's only one constant, and that is the NFL is back again. And once again, this man is a constant as well. <laughs> Mr. George L, how are you, sir? I'm good. I don't know whether that's positive or negative being a constant. I mean, it's whatever you, whatever you think. Probably negative. Well, if, if we're going off how the NFL was, it's a positive this week was one way to set the tone to a season to come. Mm. It was unbelievable. I've yeah. even headlined on my notes. It was the week of the fighters this week. It really was. It was unbelievable. Um, sadly, though, we're not going to be doing much reviewing of week one. No. Because of how we've changed. Yeah, we've adapted. We've adapted because of our busy schedules. <laughs> Should we tell them what's going on? I think it's probably wise. Uh, I think you're better at telling them. Yeah, I want so you to say it. <laughs> we could be pretty adaptable this year, this mm. season. It could change week by week what we actually do, depending on what we like, depending on what we don't like. So the main premise is we're basically going to preview the coming week based off the previous week. Basically. So week two this week we're going to be previewing with the statistics, the facts, the games from week one. Sure. So... Obviously, you didn't get a preview because we're still in pre-season. Mm. But we had our last predictions of the East, which seems to be going okay so far. Well, we said the Cowboys were going to finish. I said second. Oh, uh, yeah. I also said second. Oh. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe we are doing okay then. Uh, it's week one, though. So, yes. But, yeah, so the, the one thing we do know is going to be a fix every single week is headlines. We'll start each week with our key headlines, our key takeaways mm. as such um, from week one. Brandon, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you go first, my friend. Okay, so number one. Quite a shock. Um, last game of the week, the Seahawks, the return of Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos yeah. to Seattle. And the Seahawks are the only winning team in the NFC West. It's, it's something mental, isn't it? Something mental has happened. I, I mean... We'll get into the detail of it later, I'm sure. Actually, no, we won't because we're previewing. We're not <laughs> it was mad what mm. happened, really. The Broncos had 40 seconds left. They were in possession yeah. of the ball. If there's anyone you ever want to close out a game other than Russell Wilson, uh, sorry, other than Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and a lot of the other old QBs, who's currently still in the game, so just Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. got there eventually, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah. You had three timeouts with 40 seconds to go. You were in kicking range already on the 40-yard line, and you lost the game. The Seahawks didn't score a point in the second half. It's Geno Smith. He is the man. He did good. He did very well. He, he did looked, very well. He looked good on the highlights. He escaped the pocket well. Mm. He was a good pocket presence. He picked the right passes. He 
He had a good pass completion percentage as well. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Who needs Rust when you got Geno Smith? I mean, it, that, it's it's really put into perspective for the Broncos. Of, I think that was a massive shock for them. They were expecting to go in there, new quarterback, and they are expecting to go in there and win. And they obviously haven't. And it could could really set them apart from the rest of their division. See, and this is, this is the thing that has come to light straight away for me, which is great with my prediction for the NFC West. I've been mm. four. Yeah. And I think if they continue like this, I know it's very early, it's all gone for Christ's sake, but they continue how they've started, they're going to be four. They're mm. going to be no way near the playoffs. No. And with the defence that they've got, with the offensive weapons they've got, with the guy controlling it, they shouldn't be in that situation. No. Agreed. But, but it is the toughest division in football, to be fair. This year, yeah, mm. it is. Right, where, where, where do we go from there? Um, I've got one for the Minnesota Vikings. 20-7 to 7 against Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now, we've seen him on the sideline at the game getting really angry with his offensive coordinator or whoever it was. And I think this is now a turning point in a Packers Seven points. And I think for Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, they don't perform this year. He's gone. He's going to go. He has to. And it's, I think it really shows how much of a loss Devontae Adams has, has been. Yeah, I, I think we, you know, we were saying earlier, and we, we weren't the only ones, is Rodgers is the guy who can take a group of people who don't necessarily perform and get them to perform. Mm. Didn't look the case, otherwise they would have won 21-20. And that's just a fact, because that's yeah. what Rogers does. It's, that's the Rogers that we know in Green Bay. Um, but, I mean, the opposite side of the ball, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, wow. That's, that's a They're duo doing... and a half, isn't it, mm. now? I think I've got it actually written down in my game, that was, I'll probably repeat it again later. But Kirk Cousins is either surprising people massively yeah. or finally getting to the potential that people said he had. And... Everything that we said last year is a bit bittersweet now in our mouths because we slagged him off a lot. And mm. we reviewed his stats at the end of the season and found out he was actually He's, a top 10 yeah. quarterback. And arguably this week he was the player of the week. Yeah, so, he's really good. God, watch, watch the, AFC, the NFC North because mm. they weren't the only ones because Chicago shot the 49ers as well. I know, that's a real shock as well. Justin Fields looks like he could be the next thing for the whole city of Chicago. Yeah. You know, not what Mitch Trubisky was meant to be beyond that because mm. it's, it feels like they're actually going to have trust in him and build a team around him and they've just beaten a team who always seems to find a way to get into the playoffs and get yeah. deep into them as well. Yeah. Um, I think with them, again, it's it's like a Denver Broncos situation. You've got a new quarterback or you got a, a, a rookie who played only a handful of games, not even that maybe, last year. And he's come in, changed the system. You've got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo and you've got your first game you've lost against a Brown side who lost Khalil Mack in the off season and arguably their their squad isn't we we probably both put them fourth in the yeah, NFC North. Did. Um fourth or third. And yeah, again, another another huge shock which will put Spanner into the work for the NFC West as well. So just before we you know, do you think the NFC North is actually quite a competitive division in a good way or a bad way? Um I think competitive is always good. I think it's a good spectacle. Mm. Uh, and I think it's also good for the NFC as well because they've, over the off-season, through, through players leaving and moving around, it has significantly got worse. Mm. And we thought that 
the NFC North has only really got the Packers is, in there, yeah. and the NFC in general has only got maybe two or three teams. But after seeing the Vikings overcome the Packers, seeing the Bears overcome the 49ers, who lost in the NFC Championship game last year, and also Detroit putting up 35 points. I know they lost, but putting up 35 points, it's, I think, any, any other game, you're winning that pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's really, really good for really good for the NFC North and the NFC in general. Yeah, no, I do agree. And I, I hope that it opens us up a bit as a conference compared to you as the AFC and mm. shows that we can put someone in the Super Bowl to be competitive. Yeah. Hope so, but we'll see what happens. You only want your boys to be in the Super Bowl, though, wouldn't you? We'll get into that later because <laughs> it, was, it was a depressing week for me. <laughs> it was a very depressing week for me. <laughs> Don't want to get into it right now. Sorry, <laughs> but you got any more headlines? Nah, that's all right, mate. Cool. So we'll start with, as you're listening to this, Thursday night tonight. We start week two with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, both coming off huge wins. Um, in week one, obviously the Chargers came off. Uh, I think it was twenty-four nineteen against the Raiders, and the Kansas City Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes scoring five touchdowns against the Cardinals. <laughs> sorry, against who? The Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Who? I'm not saying. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a huge grudge match, and I think this is going to be a early, early decider who, who's going to win the. It's AFC why in the UK West. we would describe as a six pointer. Mm. Yeah. I don't know really how. No, I asked. How else to put it? No, hundred percent. Two games. No, really. yeah, <laughs> I get that. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna go from one and zero to three and zero. Yeah. Just ruining it, but it is. It is what we would call a six points. It's mm. huge as to how the, that division could unfold. It's the game of the weekend, as you've basically yeah. already alluded to. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. I just want to touch on Herbert's stats from last week really quickly. Okay. Bear in mind they were in a divisional game already, mm. and I think they were away. Herbert has is coming off three touchdowns, two hundred and seventy nine yards, with a passing completion rate of seventy six point five percent with mm. zero interceptions. <laughs> I mean, this man is an animal. Yeah. And to think Tua Joe Burrow, understandable, but Tua was taken over him mm. is a joke. Like I'm sorry, as of right now. How Justin Herbert was the third QB off the board that year in the draft yeah. is beyond me with what he's showing. Mm. I just don't understand it. Is he? Is he getting? I don't, I don't know how to how to word it, but it's a rapid progression from him. And is it too rapid that it's like he's going to get sound thought out, or it's? I think the one saving grace for me on that is it, he only came in because Tara Taylor got injured. And he was meant to sit like another three, four, five weeks, but he had to come in. And the fact he was able to come in with almost no practice yeah. and just get the job done, I think just shows how good he is. And I, I honestly believe we could, in three years, be saying he is part of that group with Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, really? Tom Brady. Like After only a few years five, in the league. Well, that by then, it could have been five, six years in the league. Yeah. But you look at what he's producing. Yes, he's got Keenan Allen and David Williams with him. But still, the mm. guy is an animal with, you know, your first game of the season, a, a divisional game against a team who massively grew and you're still producing 76.5% completion rate. Yeah. 
with that defense that the Raiders have, which yeah, okay, it's not the best necessarily, mm. but it's strong. Yeah. It's crazy defense. Yeah. Um, if we look at the Chiefs a little bit, they've obviously come off a huge win. Um, forty-four to twenty-one yeah. was it? Um, now, I'm still reasonably skeptical about the Chiefs. Um, you guys played a really, really poor game, yeah. and they and Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns. But in this game, do you see the Chiefs overcoming the Chargers, or do you reckon it's going to be Chargers all the way? Well, that actually touches on the question I was going to ask you. Okay. But I'll, I'll answer <laughs> first. I, I do think they are. I think divisional games, as, as we've said so much in the preseason in terms of where we based our predictions and why we did, mm. the divisional games just offer that. It's a derby. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like the Liverpool Manchester derby again in this country, or Brighton Palace. You know, they're not necessarily close in terms of destination, mm. but there's something on the line that's more than just the game. The game, yeah. And I just I don't see how I almost don't know how the Chiefs are going to overcome them. Mm. I think the one thing that really annoyed me this week with the Cardinals, you know, I said it to you and Sam is. Mahomes is still Mahomes. Yeah. And that really annoyed me because he's only ever had Tyreek and Kelsey, mm. whereas he showed this week that he could but he do doesn't it. need it. Yeah. yeah. Like obviously, he's still got Kelsey there, but he showed that he could do it with Juju. He could do it with McCall Hardman. And it doesn't matter who you put alongside him, he's going to produce. Mm. And that's the annoying thing for me. Um, however, the Chargers do offer that new element of that defence as being... It's stacked, isn't it? And the, the, the worrying thing for me is None of them really get injured. Mm. They're probably yeah. going to be there for 15, 16 games. And then, you know, I don't know when their bye week is, but if it's a good bye week, they're going to be there all season. Yeah. And maybe that one game that they end up missing is the week before playoffs. Mm. So, yeah. But we got to think, over, over last week, uh, last week's game, the Chargers only won by five points against the Raiders. Does that mean, I know we haven't, we've only seen one week, but are we putting the Raiders potentially on the stand with them too? Or are the Chargers maybe just not as good as it seems well, like they are? I, I put the Chargers as one in, in our oh, really? prediction. And I, I'm going to stand by that. I just think they're, I think they're so strong that mm. I, I don't see a way of the Chiefs topping them. I, I really don't. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Go on then. But, Let's move on. Next one. You go ahead. Dolphins, Ravens. So... Yeah. Which team could make this an upset, or is this a well-matched game? Um, I think it's a very well-matched game. Mm. I think they're both in a division where they're not the top dog, but they are certainly probably second and wanting to fight for that fight that for that top spot. Yeah. And probably come to the end of the season, they'll probably both be trying yeah, to get into the, the playoffs. Pass. Yeah, so. This could be a huge game, um, getting one up on the other team. Both obviously coming off wins. Um, the Dolphins basically outsmarted, outrun, outcoordinated the New England Patriots. Because uh, <laughs> you don't have any coordinators. Um, and the Ravens beat the Jets, which is probably understandable. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a um, real grudge match uh, with a battle between two up-and-coming teams and rising... Well, be fair, the Ravens have always been there, but the, the Dolphins are really up and coming and trying to get into that new system. Um, and Mike McDaniel seems like a, a risky guy. He made a few risky plays on Sunday, which was really nice to see. And it shows what type of 
organisation he's going to bring into bring into the club. Um, but yeah, I think I think there will be a re- really really good match up. Yeah, I think there's two standout players in this on offense that we could easily target. I don't want to talk about Tyreek Hill because everyone knows what he's produced, and mm. he still did that. Although he didn't score a touchdown, he still produced good yardage, yeah. good plays. However, the, the one key thing I want to touch on really briefly in this game before we move on is Lamar is trying to throw the ball, and that makes me so happy because he's proving us wrong, he's proving everyone wrong who said the roster isn't built for him. Mm. But it is. I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek slightly. Lamar had three touchdowns off 30 attempted passes, but he only had a completion rate of 57%. It's not bad. It's still over one in two, which is good. But is that good? I, over fifty, just over fifty percent. Probably compared to. I, it's I'd, only say, 15 I'd say it's to Lamar though, because. I mean, okay, if you for, for what he's had and what he's had to do and the way he's had to adapt his game or not adapt his game because we know he could run, but now that he can actually pass, well, well he's we, seeing to pass the ball. I'm not sure about that comment, Ben. Yeah, because okay. I, 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 I want to ask you a question about that. Um. So it's you say fifty two percent, okay, fifty six percent, which is like you say, just over half. The plays he still has on receivers, mm. they are still NFL caliber players. Mm. They can still catch a ball. They're they're not as good as other players, so they know may not be able to run as far or have the skill set, but they can still catch a ball. I think saying that Lamar Jackson completing only fifty six percent of his passes. Is a, which is good for him, kind of shows that maybe he's not as good as we initially have seen in the last three four years. Yeah, or what the, we thought that, we would, have, what that, we thought he was like. Yeah, that is fair. But, it, but is it because he has had so long without really anyone that he's yeah, a bit rusty? Let's say it could be. You are right. It is still a low figure for what we expect, but it may not be low. I don't know what the but average just is. Yeah, fifth, I don't. I mean. When you hear it doesn't really seem fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it won like 60, 70. For me, I'm saying it because it's progress in the right direction. And okay. Now we're going to see that he does have the arm as well as the legs. Mm. Again, like he did in his second season with Hollywood Brown, who had a great year like it. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Jets versus Browns. My point is now invalid because Tom Penasero broke the news that Joe Flacco is going to be starting week two. Again, Zach Wilson isn't quite ready to get back. Mm-hmm. Um. And the Browns didn't look terrible with Jacoby Brissett. No. How did the Browns finish last week? They won, but it was really heavy on the run. Like Nick Chubb. Oh, 26-24. Yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt kind of put it on their back. Nick Chubb got knocked, then Kareem Hunt came in and just kind of just tore through the defence mm. at the end. So, I, yeah, I think that's pretty predictable, really. Yeah, I don't really see this game going anywhere special. Um, It doesn't really mean a lot because they're both the worst teams in their divisions <laughs> at the moment. Uh, maybe once uh, uh, Deshaun Watson comes back, change. it could change for the Browns. But at the moment, yeah, like you say, very, very bog standard. Commanders Lions. This I I'm. This is one I might actually put on. Which really? Is probably quite surprising. Um, Aren't you playing at six o'clock, Ben? Yeah, probably. Oh no, you're not. Oh, thank God. We'll talk about them later. Yeah. <laughs> um, this could be a very good game. Carson didn't look bad last week. No, he looked really good. Carson looked really good. We said this. It was going to go one of two ways. It was never going to be in the middle ground like Carson has been the last couple of years. Mm. And he's fallen 
week one, as we're going to say the whole time <laughs> through this episode. It's week one. Let's not get carried away. However, his statistics, 313 yards of four passing touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, Sims, yeah. and Jaheen Dotson look amazing mm. as a receiving core. I mean, they do look good. Say, talk about it. Talk <laughs> about it. Um, they do look good. The commanders do look good. They, do, uh, they? they did beat the Jags, but the Jags are an up-and-growing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a Super Bowl winning head coach there now. Um, and uh, just talk about... Once in a generation talent QB. Yeah. Um, and just look at the Lions. They lost 38-35 to what we would think top three NFC team mm-hmm. as a whole. I think I think Detroit may win this. My, I, 35 points. My, my point for them is they could easily bounce back and fight the commanders to the end like they did against the Eagles. Mm. But it turned their way. Yeah. Land on the court line inside the coin that they pulled. Yeah, I could easily see that as well. It's going to be a great game. Um, I think a good thing is at the end of the Hard Knocks series, um, one of the uh, the um, they they said to the offensive oh, coordinator, yeah, Aaron Glenn, see the Lions. and then they were like, "Grits, we won't we won't stop." And DCMC, DC, uh, why are you calling him DCMC? Dan Campbell, Dan- Motor City. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, he took about a minute, didn't he? He did. And he just sat there procrastinating on it and mm-hmm. going, this Lions team will be the team that can and the team that will. Yeah. And it just cut. And I was like... And they're showing that. They're showing that over the first first yeah. game. They, they they may not have won, but... Which I know for you, Ben, I know we had a debate yesterday saying that's the... Only thing that ever matters is the thing is the uh, record at the end of the day, which yes, it does. But we can definitely say that the Detroit Lions are improving. Oh, and as I said to you, there's, there's, you can always take into account progression. Mm. But that is, like, if, if you're a part-time fan or you're someone that just kind of follows the game, you do only look at the records. Yeah, and you still look at that and you base it off last season. You go, oh, same old, same old yeah. lines. But if you watch it and you read the stats see everything you will look at that and you will go oh my word the mm. Lions are stepping it up yeah um one team who's certainly not stepping it up though is the indianapolis colts as we move into yes. our next game for the upcoming week which is the colts versus the jacksonville jaguars are I... the colts the most overrated team in the nfl currently well no i'm just trying to find um stats for matt ryan because i feel like i thought he played quite well right but they obviously drew to the Texans, which is a real shock. Yeah. Um, so, overrated, probably yes at the moment. But again, week one, things happen. Um, in other news, in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think strong showing against the Commanders. You, I know you lost, but again, progression. Um, and I can see if the if the Colts play or if the Colts bottle it again like they did against the Texans, I can see the Jags getting their win here. Well, the last time they played. Yes. It was in Jacksonville, it like was. this game's going to be. And they lost mm. on a playoff berth. Um, final question on this game. Is Reich on the hot seat this year? We know how Jim Irsay is as an owner. Yeah. We know what he said about Carson Wentz last year and the reason he left. Mm. Just, they've got a good roster. Mm. It just doesn't feel like something's clicking. Is Frank Reich the man to go? Yep, he is He is right on that hot seat. Um, like we said about Jim Irsay, him and Jerry Jones are probably two of the most cutthroat, cutthroat yeah. owners. I, to be fair, I think Jim Irsay probably more so because he's just let go. He's 
quarterback. He was there for he was there nine for literally months. nine months yeah. and got you in within one game of the playoffs. Um, so I think Frank Reich, if he doesn't get playoffs or win or actually win the division this year, then he will be he will be gone. Yeah, and we move down into another uh, southern divisional game mm. this time in the NFC. The Saints have quite a lot of work to do to prove that they can compete with the Bucks to win that NFC South. Yeah. I don't think it's their year, which is really sad because, uh, I, again, week one, you know, wilder stuff's happened, but Jameis didn't look quite in control. It no. took a while for their defence to actually click into gear, and then when they did, okay, yeah, fair enough, they looked pretty good. Mm. Michael Thomas played his first game basically in 24 months. Yeah. Looked pretty good, scored the winning touchdown. I don't know, it just feels like maybe by week 10 when the wheels are actually starting to turn, we see a different Saints and I'll eat my hat. But yeah, yeah currently it just doesn't feel like they're going to be able to stop TB with TB. Well, you, I, th- I, th- I completely agree. They were 16 points down against the Falcons. And yes, they came over and won in the end. Um, but we got to think then, remember, Tom Brady does not, does not like playing the Saints. And the Saints love playing against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers <laughs> in the regular season. Do you think that this a divisional game again? Do you think they actually get a win this time again over the Bucks? So it's at it's in New Orleans. Yeah, we are we're led to believe that Tom Brady has never won, or has he won one against the Saints in his two years with the Buccaneers? He won one in, in playoffs, never in regular season. No, though. but this is his farewell season. We know that it's his last dance. I get that, but it's the same. The bogey team. Do we know if that's going to pull something out of Tom that we haven't seen done in Louisiana before? Mm. I don't know. I feel like that is one that we have to leave on a cliffhanger because the digger, the deeper we dig, the harder it's going to be to, to finalise an answer. Okay. So let's leave that on the cliffhanger. Fine. Let's see how he jumps. Yeah. The, Giants. the Saints going to win. Uh, <laughs> Panthers v the Giants. Mm. This this game could either be really high scoring or like a ten three. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know where else to go with it. I've Panthers lost to the Browns. Giants beat yes. the Tennessee Titans away from home. Brian Dable, the new head coach there is evidently getting something out of these players, um, which, again, was a shot. The Titans won the AFC last year, I believe. Uh, yeah, they were first seed. They were first seed, and you were up against the Giants team who have failed in the last four or five years, and you lose against them. Whilst you're at home, the Giants have something. There's something interesting going on there, and I think they could be a dark horse this season. I'd say Quan absolutely put the offence on his back, though. He was unbelievable in the second half, especially against right. the Titans. Unstoppable. He looked incredible. He looked like he did coming out of Penn State in his first year in the league. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't get injured, touch wood, and he can, you know, elevate the Giants back to where I believe they should be in that conversation mm. with, you know, the likes of the Rams, the Cowboys, who yeah. seem to still be in the conversation, the, the Buccaneers, you know, the Packers, uh, because... Saquon almost uh, needs that, and New York as a city needs it. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry. So, you know. um, the Panthers, 
Baker Mayfield obviously played his first game. Yeah. What are your thoughts on maybe where he goes this season? Obviously not the best of starts. However, is he just trying to get to grips with the playbook and everything? What what Baker is it? Uh, I think it's going to be quite a hard Baker because Matt Rule we know is under a very, very harsh watch with David Tupper. He's their owner. Mm. We know that Tupper's there to win and he hasn't I don't think he's had a winning season as, as an owner. Really? So, I, I almost feel sorry for Baker a bit because it could be that Baker doesn't look as good this year because Matt Rule is going to make the risky calls to keep his job. Yeah. Um, but Baker's been there in three of his four years in the league mm. or four of his five years in the league. And it's a shame that it's going to be five and six <laughs> this year. Um, they were unlucky though this week. Um, but now this is a game they have to win and they have to know their plan to execute it to beat the Giants mm. and can Matt Rule do that? I don't know. I, I think this weighs more on Matt Rule than it does on Baker. Right. So Any that, time will tell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be our crazy year. Uh, because we are following the NFL app we will move on to your boys next because your has them at the top whereas I've got them in the actual schedule. Which means it is the Patriots against the Steelers. Mm. So you can lock your phone, you can put it down, you can have a breather because you know what's about to happen. You're going to get grilled, my son. Brandon, the Steelers could be without both key players. We know they're certainly about TJ Watt. Najee Harris is still in the air. Oh, is TJ Watt definitely out there? He's having surgery. Oh, sorry. So oh, he's peck. He is yeah. done. Probably his season, which is. Oh, really? Brutal. That's, that's what they're saying because the yeah. operation on the pet because it's so important and football means that that's or, or it's a Derrick Henry and he may come back in for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We know how the Watt boys work. They seem to recover <laughs> far quicker. They're different greatly. Yeah, far quicker. They're getting injected with some stuff. Getting on that Herbalife mm. uh, part of the pyramid scheme. And <laughs> it's just they didn't look the same when TJ left the field. No. The same with Najee when he left the field. How does that make you feel for the upcoming game? A little bit more confident. Yeah. Uh, especially if Najee Harris is out because that is their key offensive weapon. However, we were utterly atrocious. We only scored seven points. Yeah, you, you weren't good. Really, really bad. And there was a person who I follow on um, Twitter who does an NFL podcast and he made his own power rankings. And the Patriots were bottom of the AFC. Um, and I can understand why. It was... Shit show? It was, it was a shit show. And it's going to be a very, very long season. I think I know where this question is going to lead to. What, what are you missing? <laughs> Have a guess, Ben. Well, we, well, we, literally are, we are literally missing an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. On, I, I watched the game and the commentators were saying, I don't know who's going to make the calls. Matt Patricia's the line, um, the offensive line coach, but he may go to Bill Belichick and say, oh, what about this? He's it, defensive-minded. Should we just yeah, add that in Yeah, there? exactly. Um, they don't know if it's Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, Bill Belichick making the calls. It all seems a little bit chaotic. And obviously there is a plan in place. They're not going into the games being like, oh, you know what, what, what are we going to do this game? And, uh, so there obviously is a plan in place, but it obviously it doesn't seem to be working, and no one really knows what it is. So we're missing them, but 
the receiving core is just not good enough. There's not enough. Jacoby Myers, he he was doing he was yeah. very well. Um, but the defense just got torn a new one. It was it it was shambolic. Are you almost a bit annoyed at the franchise and Bill that they haven't gone out and reached for Brian Flores? I think it's it's obvious. Mm. I don't know why we haven't gone because he knows the much... scheme. Yeah, he's worked with the. That's how he made his name, right? Mm. Is with you boys through Brady's yeah. number of Super Bowl appearances. Got his head coaching job in Miami from that, and you know he's pretty pissed off, and rightly so, because of how Miami treated him. Yeah, I don't know why your you well, boys haven't gone out and got him. I think there was a load of backlash, wasn't there? Yeah, around was. the whole Brian Flores thing. That I think we probably said at the time that because of these allegations he's making or whatever, it's going to be tricky for him going back into the limelight and maybe that's where the Patriots are trying to play a little bit safe being like let's not bring a person who just like nine months ago actually I was thinking that one it um has just been in like a war with the Miami Dolphins owner um which could be the reason why but I I just can't get my head around why have you not got a specific coordinator in, in a year where you really have to prove yourself as an AFC team as well. Mm. I feel like this could be Bill Belichick's last year. Yeah. It seems like he doesn't give a shit. The thing that's been <laughs> going around the NFL network is it's becoming something more apparent that it was Brady and not Bill. Mm. Which is, I think we should leave that game there, to yeah. be perfectly honest yeah. with you. <laughs> Falcons, Rams. This could be a really interesting game. Sammy Nation, we know you're out there listening. Um, the Rams need to bounce back however the Falcons have shown that they aren't going to be pushed over easily and I'm kind of here for it like I, I don't want the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl why do they deserve it you know they didn't show up against the Bills the Falcons clearly have seen I mean their last quarter play calls weren't great but we'll forget about that they're going to compete. Yeah. Don't rule them out. It, and this is what I love about the season so far, not just the Falcons, but the fight of the underdog spirit. Mm. All the teams that we said we think will be near the number one pick showed that really they, they yeah. might not be. And it really is anyone's game. So I hope the Falcons pull something out of somewhere and almost humble the Rams because it feels like they need it a bit. How concerned are you about the Rams? Do you reckon it was just a one-off game, the highs of the Super Bowl, but you've only put 10 points against it. And yeah. the, the the at the start of the season, the people who were saying it was going to be the Bills-Rams oh, Super Bowl, is that probably certainly maybe not anymore because of the just sheer difference in class between the two sides? I think that's a very valid statement. I think the, the thing is with the Rams was, although they were the Super Bowl champions, all the expectation and pressure was on Buffalo. Mm. And hell they delivered they delivered it was unbelievable to watch yeah and the Rams just kind of looked a bit stunned mm. and I don't know like McVay seems to work his magic and stuff he's still young so we know he's going to have more experience in the future and we probably may never see a repeat like this at the beginning of the season ever again unless their roster is really crap yeah but this week they, they have to show up against the Falcons otherwise I think, especially in the NFC West, with how it is at the moment, even after one game, mm. a lot of shock could happen. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a, a 
nine and eight winner taking the division because of how hard our schedules are. Mm. Uh, and it could be any four of the teams yeah. because of how the Seahawks started. Yeah, nice. Seahawks, talking about Seahawks, Seahawks at the 49ers. Um, 49ers lose against the Bears. Awful start. Not fantastic for Trey Lance. Seahawks, on the other hand, like we mentioned, absolute shock beating the Denver Broncos, who basically just nicked their quarterback. Um, Geno Smith played really well. Where do we see this one going? Right now, I'd favour the Seahawks. Really? Right now, I would. They were lucky with the no timeout call. Yes, yeah. we've said that. Um, but they still saw out the game. Mm. They didn't score in the second half. They still saw out the game against a very threatening Broncos side. Who, let's remember, their, their QB would have been in their meeting room with their defense probably every day for the ten days after their last preseason game, yeah. saying, "This is what they're going to do. If you see this, do that." this do that if you see this from the sideline this is what you're going to have to do mm. and the fact that they still saw it out is incredible the 49ers have come off a game where they shouldn't have lost yeah. and that's just a fact everyone no, I don't think anyone saw that coming they need to get the job done this week mm-hmm. the Seahawks are going to be always in favour in this season in my opinion because there's no expectation on them let's carry on <laughs> <laughs> nice points uh the Bengals Cowboys. Right, question for you. Yeah. Cam Newton in for Dak. No. No. Well, no. Jerry Jones they were saying four weeks, right? Multiple weeks. Jerry Jones came out today or yesterday going he reckons he can try and get him in a bit earlier. Right. So he's he's concerned that man. Yeah. Um and this is why I think the Bengals are gonna run over the Cowboys. Cowboys only really have that Prescott, CeeDee Lamb didn't really help him out. Like we mentioned in the off-season, losing Michael Gallup has actually been a... Sorry, not uh, Amari Cooper, Cooper has been a huge, huge loss, evidently. For, Zeke didn't play well. No, for Prescott, um, really tricky times for the Cowboys. The Bengals got unlucky. They should win. The Bengals came back from nowhere with Joe Burrow putting in a shift yeah. in, in that second half. I'll just say, he had four interceptions. He was sacked, not, I think it was eight or nine times, possibly even more. Yeah. In the game. They haven't sorted out their offensive line. But he still put up 338 yards, two touchdowns, and a 62.3% pass completion. It's insane. Yeah. The guy is insane. And this battle between Burrow and Herbert in the future, I am here for and I'm not going anywhere. Mm. Because that's going to be so fun to watch. We've yeah. got, we have the new battle of titans, really. And the Bengals... I think Zach Taylor's going to stay in a job for a very long time, purely because of who's wearing that number nine jersey in Cincinnati. Well, that's. I think there could be a problem with that, with the Bengals and Zach Taylor. Mm. You bring in, I think it was something like four or five new offensive linemen, and you're still getting sacks a r- ridiculous amount of times. He got sacked 70 times, remember, last year, which was the most in the NFL. He's getting sacked, like you say, seven, eight times in one game. Mm. You've still got 17 games to play, and you've all, you're at a tenth of what you already had last year in 17 games. You only have played one. Um, yes, Zach Taylor is fine with Joe Burrow there, but if you get getting sacked, there's somehow going to be an injury like he had two years ago, and it's going to rule him out. Then there's going to be pressure, and then Zach Taylor's going to leave. Pressure is a great link into our next game <laughs> for Russell Wilson against the Denver Broncos. Uh, against the Denver Broncos, against the Houston. He's Texans moved on early at the Mile High Stadium. Right, let's talk about the elephant in the room here. Nathaniel Hackett was labelled as 
offensive mastermind in Green Bay. Mm. He's come in and he spilt the bag last week. He completely, I'm sorry, but that is purely down to him. I don't know what he said in the post-game press conference, whether he was accountable for it or whatever. But whatever was said, he needs to be accountable for that shit show. Because they should never have left us in that state, that stadium, that field with a loss. Mm. With a with a number one in that loss column. Um he has to play what's in front of him and not hope or live on a prayer. Because that's what it felt like. Why in forty seconds left in the game, with three times out, are you not using a single one of them? Mm. Um you lose against Texans, you're on the hot seat, mate. You lost against Seahawks with probably top, let's say roster-wise, whatever, top six, seven, bottom six, seven in the mm-hmm. NFC. Um, if you lose against Texans, that is that is real concerns for them. Yeah, I mean, the Texans did get a tie of the Colts, as we said, which mm-hmm. we didn't really touch on. because. wonder if anyone's ever had a tie in the first week. I reckon so. I don't think I've seen these stats. I've never seen it. I don't think so. No. But weird. Uh, yeah. They got tired of the Colts, which no one could have predicted, mm. which means that I don't think you can really predict what's going to happen. No. Uh, can we predict what's going to happen in the next game? I have got the Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, both coming off losses where they'd want to, obviously... I mean, they're both coming up against two fantastic teams, let's be real. Um, but the Raiders played a lot better than than the Cardinals. Uh, well, they didn't lose by... Double their amount of points. Um, I you were very vocal on your <laughs> on your WhatsApps the last two days. Um, please, can you inform and speak about your thoughts on these Arizona Cardinals? Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's cut to the chase. I will be happy if when D Hop gets back, we're two and four. Like. I'm sorry, like, yeah, cool, Hollywood Browns. So you're only down. happy to win two games in the next five? Yeah, honestly, with the way we played, I'm sorry, but Cliff Kingsbury had to get his head out of his arse. He came out at halftime, which is actually when I turned off the game because of what he said, and he said, oh, Kyler's not playing badly, the rest of the offence just has to get up to his speed. Right, okay, so you're telling the drummer of the band that he's fine and everything's going well, and that the violinist and the flautist and the celloists need to get to his pace. No, that's not how it works. If the drummer's going too fast, everyone else falls out of place. If the drummer sets the tone, everyone else is at the right level. Mm. So your expectations are everyone needs to get up to Kyler's mindset, despite everything that's happened in the off-season around his work ethic. That's just, that, that's not two of two. That's not, that's five of four into two. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's a lot of numbers. Uh, we were better in the last quarter. We were. That's where we scored, I think, the majority of our points. Mm. Um, I know what stat you're about to say. It's, <laughs> it's really agitating. But it is, it's a fair statistic. So go on, Brian. I'll take it um, away. So, as we all know, in the off-season where um, Kyler Murray got given his new deal, he was having to do, was it four hours of independent study a week? Um, and that was due, like what Ben just mentioned, due to his work ethic. Um, he's a pro video gamer. Part-time uh, footballer. American footballer. Um, who plays Call of Duty a lot. Uh, 
Ben, you're gonna have to tell me what two XP is. Do you know what that is? It's double XP. So it's like two times the amount of. So lots of people play. Oh, yeah. fine. So lots of people play at the time. Yeah. Um, Kyler Murray is zero and forty-seven when playing this on Call of Duty. So you know where the work ethic is. Every time zero and forty, he hasn't won a game when there's a a new update in Call of Duty. Let's say. What does that say, Ben? Should they have kept that four hours in a week? Up it to 40 hours a week. Mate, it, I think this is the annoying thing because we've seen how willing the franchise are to throw money at Kyler. Mm. We've, we've, it's, it's glaring. Everyone in the NFL can see it. You don't size Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, JJ Watt. Marcus Golden came back to us. Uh, James Connor came to mm. us. Don't sign and our offensive line. Rodney Hudson came to the centre. Uh, Hernandez from the Giants is a, I think, he's a right tackle. You don't get those names without throwing money and people believing in you. I feel like I may have got to Kyler's head a bit, and it, I almost feel like we need Larry to be in the building. You know, he's a legend of the game, future Hall of Famer when he eventually announces his retirement. <laughs> a legend of the franchise. Mm top three wide receiver of all time, get in the building and talk to him and get his head out of his ass, get his head out of the sand, get his head out of the dirt, or however you want to phrase it, I don't care. But wake him up and realise we aren't going to win a Super Bowl until he controls what he does. We'll carry it. We'll move on. Disgusting. There That's you go. I'll leave, I'll leave you on that. Here we go. Last little running. Three more games. Bears versus Packers. Rogers, quote unquote, owns you. Chicago. That was 2021. Um, I think this game is along a lot of the other games this week. So you look at the Texans and the Broncos. You look at the Falcons and the Rams. You you probably look at the Jaguars and the Colts. You look at the um, the that's probably it actually. Um, it's if the if the Packers lose, serious problems yeah. for them. And really, really good for the Bears. If the Packers win and the Bears lose, you're like, yep, absolutely fine. It was just a week one blip. Um, it is a must-win game for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And he will be working so hard this week because he got so angry last week. Seven points. And it's at Lambeau. And it's at Lambeau as well. Which is, um, that's, yeah, can't do. But if Chicago can pull off a victory, real, real shot are going to be sending over in the NFC North where the Packers have really ruled over the last few years. I think you're absolutely spot on. Uh, it, it, there is a different aura around Chicago now, though, as we said with Justin Fields. It doesn't mm. feel like it did with Matt Fleur. No? What was his name? Who's the old head coach. I don't, I don't remember. Guy. Anyway, him with Trubisky. It doesn't feel like that. There's this new... When I was watching the highlights and getting the hype on red zone it just felt different mm. it felt like there was a bit of hope around it so maybe Justin Fields is the new Michael Jordan for Chicago like, yeah. that's what it could be obviously I don't think he's going to win <laughs> I don't think he's going to do two three-peats but <laughs> you know that, that's the hope that it feels like maybe the city's getting again yeah. um, so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds mm. not just this season but for the foreseeable the future sure. Titans Bills I've got nothing on this other than just going to be another Bills monster um, yeah, totally agree. And the Titans, once again, 
after losing last week to the Giants, uh, this could be the end of their reign in the NFC. Oh, sorry, the AFC South. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I mean, the AFC South. I think going to be the most open division this year. Now I can't remember what we mm. said before. Think, yeah. But it's the doors open. Yeah. And it's going to be if any team actually wants to go and grab it by the scruff of their neck, go and take it. Evidently, yourself. none of them at the moment. No, Out of the no. four teams, <laughs> four teams, two of them are playing each other. No one's won a game. How does that work out? Couldn't write it, Ben. Couldn't write it. Couldn't write it. Here we go. The finale. Monday night football. And possibly could could end up being the game of the week. We don't, mm. we don't know that. The Eagles versus the Vikings in Philadelphia. Mm. As we said earlier on, Kirk Cousins came out and he either surprised people or finally showed the world what he's really about. Now, it does help having Justin Jefferson, JJ, I think he's got another nickname, uh, in your team. Two touchdowns off nine receptions and 184 yards, which is the most in the NFL. He's currently the ranked number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Not how, a bad duo. How do you stop that if you're in the Eagles? Um, could have just had a good game. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know, It's. I think it's going to be concerning for the Eagles at Detroit with really no offensive talent. Let's say. Oh, then I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, um, yeah. Uh, can't forget to say Brown. I'm on St. Brown. There you go. Oh, nice one. Uh, <laughs> 35 points. So, I mean, we know that the Eagles' offense is strong, but seems like defense is potentially weak. Yeah, and, and, you know, touching on their game with the Lions, again, they left the door open to the Lions last week, and mm. they can't do that again, especially this week, if they want to reach the fights. Probably they know they can. Yeah. It's going to be a heck of a season. It's This week's going to be really interesting to see where yeah. teams are actually at because you had so many shock results last week. If they then lose again the teams who should be should have won last week and this week, then you're like, okay, how what's going on here? And the same for the teams who won. If they won last week, then we didn't think so, and they win again this week. Real, real, real shocks going on. Okay, so that's the games rounded up. Uh, we will move into our new consistent team, which is one we did last year, but we're adding to it this year because mm. on review we found out that we gave a lot of our players of the week. I think we only had two defensive players in <laughs> 24 weeks or whatever it was. So we decided we're going to do one defensive, one offensive each week, and we will alternate who does what. This week, week one, I have been given the joyous defense mm. player of the week. And as we know, Defense with championships. Yes. I could have easily gone for a Seattle Seahawks this week, just purely because of what they did, what they accomplished. I could have gone with the Bengals, could have gone with the Chiefs, could have gone with the Bills because of keeping the Rams to 10 points in opening week. But I have to go to probably the game of the week uh, in Pittsburgh. The C- oh, sorry, Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This man... I believe on the first play of the game returned a pick six. He then got in to the last kick of the game and he blocked the kick to send the game to overtime. <laughs> as well as that, he had ten solo tackles with his which is tied fourth in the league already in week one. And a pass denied. Fourteen total tackles, so four extra tackles, along with his ten solos. 
our first defensive player of the week goes to the safety from Pittsburgh Steelers who wears number 39, Minka Fitzpatrick. What well up, Minka, lad? I think that was his first one. Must have been his first one in since we've ever started these. Well, yeah, I think our only one was Chandler Jones, but that was because he had five sacks. Oh, really? One last year. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, cool. I'll go. I've been given the task of doing the uh, offensive side of the ball, um, where twenty nine nine tenths of our picks last year were on this side. <laughs> um, and I feel like this man probably had a few picks last year. Um, what a game he played. Scored many, many points to the joys of Ben George Hill. Um, this man, Patrick Mahomes, 360 passing yards, five touchdowns, 39 attempts, 30 passes, a sixth of his passes, no, fifth, a fifth of his passes were touchdowns. I think, I don't know. Sixth of his... Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, which is 20% more than Lamar Jackson's uh, throwing rate and Patrick Mahomes threw 10 more. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs in their 44-21 win over the Arizona Cardinals. Well done, Pat. <laughs> there we go. He got two cuts for me because I'm not going to have a basket. That sees it off. That rounds up week one. Two uh, claps. That's only the amount of touchdowns that, Patrick, uh, that your man threw. Arizona Cardinals, Kyle Murray. And we move. Uh, so, week two on the horizon. Mm. It's exciting. It is hotting up. I don't think we've chosen a game of the week this week, but if we did, it would obviously be the Chiefs versus the Chargers. Vikings, Eagles. No, I'm, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Who are we kidding? <laughs> um, so, that's the one to keep an eye out for. is back and is I want to say it better than ever yes keep up on the socials probably only Instagram and Twitter because Ben hasn't TikToked in about three weeks bye <laughs>